0: They carry AAPI owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com.
1: It's Wednesday, February 12th. I'm Akila Hughes.
2: And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is what a day coming to you from New Hampshire, where I ate a disturbing amount of chicken nuggets yesterday.
1: Dude, you didn't have to go all the way to New Hampshire to eat chicken nuggets. They've got them here.
2: Oh, I did. I would not want to eat this many nuggets around anyone that I know.
1: Yeah, you would. (laughs) I've seen you around nuggets before.
2: I'm called out. On today's show, a recap of the New Hampshire primary and results that actually came in on time.
1: All right. Well, Senator Bernie Sanders won the New Hampshire primary on Tuesday night with about 26% of the vote. South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg took second place with about 24% and Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar came in third at almost 20%. We're going to get into what happened. But first, Gideon, you were at the Sanders victory event. Tell me what it was like.
2: Yeah, so the energy sort of ebbed and flowed throughout the night um, a little bit just, you know, as the margin got tight towards the end. But people were still there and really excited to see Sanders when he declared victory. He gave a pretty brief speech thanking the volunteers in the state and his supporters as well, and then congratulated by name all the other candidates that were in the race. With,
3: With victories behind us, popular vote in Iowa and the victory here tonight we're going to nevada
2: we're going to south carolina we're going to win those states as well he did not do the howard dean scream after Thank that which is probably good
1: <laughs> oh, God.
2: in his speeches also recently sanders like the other candidates has been sure to mention that whoever ends up being the nominee they're all going to have to work together to defeat trump so getting that unity message out early we also talked to voters throughout the day about why they were supporting Sanders and spoke with some after the results had been tallied, too. Let's take a listen to some of that. I voted for Bernie, and I'm just hoping that I get some help. You know, I mean, I worked all my life, and uh, I don't think I should still have to work, which I'm working two part-time jobs right now. I'm retired. Uh, it shouldn't be that way.
3: Uh, Medicare, free education, um, equal pay, um, Essentially anything that makes the country better rather than worse than how it is right now.
0: Four years ago when Trump won, I was emotional and I was like, wow, I need to kick it into high gear now. And I knew who I wanted to vote for four years ago and I got to do that now
1: and it's so rewarding.
2: That was James Randolph of Nashua, Malcolm Goodman of Nashua, and Juliana LaRue in Manchester.
1: All right. Well, what about turnout? Did we have a repeat of Iowa in any regard?
2: (laughs) We did not, thankfully. That's really good. Um, (laughs) Turnout was very good, actually. It surpassed 2016 turnout and is approaching the turnout of the 2008 Democratic primary. Like, You mentioned there had been concerns in Iowa that that turnout wasn't as high as it could have been or as high as people would have liked. So this is definitely a better sign for Democrats. Um, As we get more information, though, I also kind of want to see in the coming days What the overall young voter turnout was, especially given the driver's license law that we discussed on a previous episode.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the more people that vote, the better. That's really good news. And when people vote, Democrats end up winning. So what can we say about how the other candidates finished?
2: Well, in second place was Pete Buttigieg, who Mm -hmm. had surged in the state since Iowa and captured a share of the moderate vote that's there. We should definitely also be paying attention to the delegate splits between these candidates if we continue to have close contests like these. Buttigieg and Sanders are basically neck and neck on that front right now. Third place was the surprise, Senator A.B. Klobuchar. Uh, New Hampshire was feeling global warming, if you will. Um, <laughs> oh, my <I> God. Guess,
1: <laughs> did you say so global? <laughs> I right. did. I hope that sticks. <laughs> um
2: I, I guess that some of the surge that we saw on the ground over the last couple of days was real, and perhaps late deciders really did swing over to her after the most recent debate. Um, and going forward then, I think we can kind of expect Klobuchar to keep making this strong case against Buttigieg's lack of experience. Um, that will probably come up in other debates as she tries to eat into his support. Uh, but the problem that exists for you know these candidates is that they keep splitting this moderate vote against Sanders and nobody has really been able to consolidate it. And that's why we're seeing these results like these uh, in in the first two states. Um, Also would note too, that we spoke to a first time voter for for Klobuchar and Buttigieg, respectively. So that was good that that those folks were coming out for the first time, too.
1: Sure. All right. Well, so those are the top finishers. What about the rest of the field? There's still a lot of people left.
2: There are still a lot of people. So moving to fourth and fifth place, uh, Senator Warren came in fourth with less than 10 percent of the vote, meaning that she will not get delegates from the state. Uh, Biden was then in fifth, in another bad finish for the you know former front runner in this in this race. How quickly some of these things can change, you know. Both of them are saying that they're looking forward and moving on, but they are in really tough spots right now, to, to say the least. Um, we already saw earlier in the day that Biden canceled plans to be at a victory party in New Hampshire, which is just about the clearest sign that you're you know not feeling confident. You don't go to your own party, uh, and he he opted to go to South Carolina. And, you know, that's the state where he is going to try to make his last stand to to keep this campaign alive. Mm-hmm. And another indication of where things are moving is that Sanders is now in front in the national polling average, too. And Biden seems to be shedding his lead with black voters in those polls. And those were the two things, the, the lead amongst black voters and the national polling average lead that was really kind of propping Biden up even when people had their doubts when the fundraising was lagging and when these results were not good in in these early states.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the states coming up are totally different demographically than Iowa and New Hampshire. You know, there's more voters of color. So that's going to be interesting. Plus, I think, you know, we're all underestimating how much money Michael Bloomberg is spending uh, and, you know, how much he's going to get in the race for March. So we do have a long way to go. But what can we you know start to expect next?
2: I think first, yeah, those are great points. I think it's it's maybe, you know, more of the stratification of the vote with all these candidates still in. Mm -hmm. I mean, only Andrew Yang and Michael Bennett dropped out on Tuesday, which is making the likelihood that there are a lot of candidates still in the race by Super Tuesday kind of high. And with Yang, it's really interesting because... Anytime a candidate drops out, there's a question of where their voters are going to go, how to keep them engaged, how to keep them involved in the sure. process. And Yang said that he wants to see another candidate support his universal basic income plan, and maybe that would be a doorway into getting those voters on board with with another candidate. But to the point that you were making about the next states that are coming up, Nevada is next, followed by South Carolina, then Super Tuesday in quick succession, mm-hmm. and. This could not be more different terrain, to say the least, than the states that we've seen so far. We're no longer dealing with states that have something like 90 plus percent white populations. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the challenge therein, in, if Klobuchar and Buttigieg are going to remain the successful Candidates that it seems like they are right now is that they're going to have to register with voters of color, and they just have not been able to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in New Hampshire, now that the primary is over, Democrats are looking towards November. Here's one party official that we spoke to, Josh Marcus Blank of New Hampshire's Democratic Party. Ultimately, they're all we're all t- working on this together, and so our work will you know really start Wednesday to make sure we're engaging folks and in, in a position. To have every primary campaign, all of which have been very, very strong, especially, you know, as we get to the end, they're pretty enormous uh, campaigns and, you know, have really engaged the activists and um, even some first-time voters. And we'll want to use that entire group and form the coalition to make sure we can win. And Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, I think, a big benefit to us to have this competitive primary because of all those folks who will then be part of our group in November. Yeah. And he also said the Democrats in New Hampshire are going to emphasize economic issues and health care in their run against Trump.
1: Yeah. And that should be pretty easy considering what we were reporting on earlier this week with all those budget proposal cuts. All right. Well, we get a sweet reprieve of the New York Times needle for over a week before the Nevada caucus. And whether your candidate is still in or not, and whether you voted yet or not, you can always check your registration status and get more information on this whole process by going to votesaveamerica.com. I'm there right now. It's very chill.
2: Chill in Indeed.
0: What a Day is brought to you by Viori. Viori Performance Apparel makes the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift. Everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't look or feel like it. And they're incredibly comfortable and cute and just the perfect thing to wear when I'm working from home or out and about. Mostly at home because I'm not out and about. Yeah, yeah. I will <laughs> say I did not know clothes could be... What A Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the US with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive Guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever.
3: We love fast growing trees here. I keep telling you that the mini plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay?
1: A true roller coaster in the trial of very buff Monopoly man Roger Stone yesterday. Late on Monday, federal prosecutors recommended seven to nine years in prison for the longtime Trump ally and former campaign advisor for impeding investigators in the Mueller investigation. Stone's sentence was unusually harsh for his charges, but that's because he also threatened his judge on social media and violated a gag order. Folks, that's just Roger being Roger. On Monday night, Trump tweeted that Stone's sentence was unfair and on Tuesday, officials with the Justice Department submitted a new filing recommending a much lighter sentence for Stone. They said their move wasn't influenced by Trump, but apparently it felt gross enough to prompt three prosecutors on the case to withdraw and one prosecutor to resign from the department entirely. So, yeah, it was a bad day for the rule of law. We'll be following the story and we'll let you know just how much Trump can control the courts from his sticky little iPhone.
2: I would also like us to refrain from using the phrase sticky little iPhone in the future (laughs) if we can help Uh, it. T-Mobile got the okay to go through with a plan to take over its competitor, Sprint. Let these companies kiss each other. A federal judge approved the merger yesterday, which combines the country's third and fourth largest wireless carriers. Now with a combined total of about 100 million customers, T-Mobile is better positioned to face off with its other competitors, AT&T and Verizon. The approval signals yet another example of the Trump administration's affinity for corporate monopolizing. The White House won't stop until there's one big mega corporation left in the country. I just hope that corporation is uh, your very own Crooked Media.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, indigenous groups in Canada inspired an enormous protest movement to stop a proposed pipeline from ravaging their land. Nearly 28% of the 416-mile coastal gas pipe passes through Wet'suwet'en lands, and if any other pipeline on Earth is an example, the risk to land and wildlife there is very real. Indigenous protesters have erected blockade camps along the proposed pipeline route to prevent access to construction sites, disrupting rail schedules and passengers. An injunction against the blockades has been in place since December 31st, and Canadian Mounties have arrested more than 60 protesters as they've moved to clear the camps.
2: And yesterday, Americans watched with bated breath as people in the Northeast cast votes that could decide the future of our nation. Yes, it was the Westminster Dog Show, where well-behaved dogs go snout to snout to see who is the hottest in terms of a dog. (laughs) This year was a historic one, with the Golden Retriever making it into the final seven for the first time ever. Wow. Apparently, the show dog world thought that they didn't like Golden Retrievers. But that all changed when they met Daniel, a dog who is more beautiful than any celebrity. The judges awarded best in show to a standard poodle named Siba, robbed, uh, which is fine (laughs) if that's what you're into. But the real winner of the night was Google Images, which just received a big data dump of very glamorous dog shots. Oh my gosh, I'm making
1: all of them my background on my phone.
2: (laughs) Those sweet, beautiful
1: pups. (laughs) And those are the headlines.
2: That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, do a tweet that gets us out of jail, and tell your friends to listen.
1: By the way, if you're into reading and not just the latest research on global warming and the clothes zone layer like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricketcom slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes.
2: I'm Gideon Resnick. And that's, that's how you say adios, New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. We'll see you in 2024. 2024.
1: This will work better when you're back. <laughs> it works fine.